You're listening to Barely on Topic with VA. When I think of a slap shot, I think of defenseman. It's like the only shot. I, this is what I got. Let's do it. Nick. Here comes the bagel boy himself. Anthony. Joe Sackman Sacco. Jeff. Then I moved to Canada. And Tim. Probably not. Season 2, Episode 20 of Barely in Topic. Originally, I was going to sing that, but I decided not to. I wanted to give Jeff a good scare and think it was the musical episode. <laughs> I'm not the one that needs to be scared. It's all of our listeners. I'm the one that ends up singing here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, okay, so, yes, we're 20 episodes into the second season. The first episode, uh, The first season only had 30 episodes. Um, 30 real episodes, so we're trucking along here. Yeah. So this week we're going to do something a little bit different. It's something I kind of thought about last week, and then I said something and I cut it out of the episode because um, I didn't have a well-formulated thought. But this is how we're going to do it this week, guys. Ready? We have three periods of play. 20 minutes each. We're already into the period. I'm putting a timer on. We're going to talk about something for about 20 minutes, wrap it up, go into the next topic. And then the the final period will be bare necessities and info and shit and whatever. Yeah, (laughs) info and shit and whatever. (laughs) I didn't write anything down this week, so I'm just flying, you know. I'm just, whatever I feel like saying is is going on. Okay. All right. So here we are in the episode. We don't have Nick this week. We have Jeff back in. How was your <laughs> super secret mission last week? <laughs> is this how you referred to it on last week's episode? <laughs> <laughs> I said you were on a, a top secret mission to infiltrate a mining organization and to drink with other geologists. And then I didn't say it that way originally. I said something about infiltrating miners and then I got <laughs> called for phrasing. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I got the screen capture of that. <laughs> Yay. Uh, no, it was, it, was, it was successful, I think. Uh, I think... I think we've got we got people interested in putting holes in this province. So I've earned my paycheck. <laughs> that is literally my job. Get people to come put holes in the province of Nova Scotia. <laughs> okay. Well with rock hammers. <laughs> oh my god, it's a horror show. You get people to come in and make holes in the province, and then you do the dirty deeds with your rock hammers. Then you bury them. In the hole. <laughs> your mouth is saying no but your nodding says yes <laughs> you mean so this isn't a front for a horror movie no but true story one of my colleagues does talk about uh, the idea of, of doing uh, of filming a horror movie on the field because and we're in the field because we do see some pretty fucked up shit sometimes you know when you're out in the freaking boons and uh, you come across some abandoned cabin somewhere some of them are pretty fucking creepy. Or one time we we're going down a dirt road, we found somewhere where the local where the local highway department was dumping roadkill. Oh, there was a large pile of deer in various stages of decay. It was revolting and kind of spooky. And just a little kooky. No, there's nothing kooky about a large pile of dead deer. Was it altogether oh. ooky? It was pretty ooky, actually. Yeah. <laughs> the deer family. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. So anyway, I'm trying my damn just not to play along there. <laughs> Those are my home movies, damn it! <laughs> the Adams family. I should sue them. Anyway, <laughs> I saw Get Out last week, and uh, it was very good. And I mean, the ending was a little tacked on, but it needed to happen. So it's a horror movie. The endings always are. It was a good horror movie. I really enjoyed it, although it made me question my existence as a white person. But that's okay. Um, I made the point. Yeah. Did you see it? I have not, but I've heard things. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 it's a waste on my list because I stopped. Uh, Logan's higher on my to-do list on in terms of movies that are out right now. 
You know, see, I really burned out on X-Men. Yeah, but it's an R-rated X-Men where, you get, where, where we get to see Professor X say fuck a whole bunch of times. And honestly, I can think of a few things I want to hear Patrick Stewart say less. More. Oh. God damn it. <laughs> I'm pretty excited for the new Power Rangers. That might be a mistake. <laughs> pretty pumped for it. <laughs> I just hate how their suits look way too futuristic. That's all. And robotic. Well... We're going to get into more movie talk later, uh, because we, we did actually get some replies about Nick's movie list. Oh. The, the ultimate movie list that we have to make for him. Um, did we stay on that till an episode he's here? Well, uh, we're going to talk about it. He still listens when he's not here, and then we can get his reaction next week. And maybe I'll tweet them at him, but retweet them at him and, and whatever. And I don't know. We'll get it to him somehow. Smoke signal, semaphore, something like that. I was going to write a letter. No. I'm not writing Nick a letter. Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) You should. A kindly worded telegram. (laughs) Dearest Nicholas, how are you today? I hope the weather is holding up in North Carolina. I hope you're surviving all that snow. (laughs) It's been a fortnight since your last presence on the Barely on Topic podcast. (laughs) Or misregards. (laughs) In summary. I should totally write him a letter now. (laughs) Just use all the flowery words. Alright, alright, alright. Send it via Pony Express. <laughs> and by that you mean like a postal worker who wears a pair of ponies? Yes, exactly. Do they still make ponies? I think so. Okay. Uh, all right. So we should probably actually talk about hockey stuff. I mean, uh, if we gotta, you know, sure. <laughs> I'd really rather not, actually, but I think that we kind of have to. So. I'm it's been a fortnight to- since we have so. <laughs> That's funny. I remembered that it was only about seven days. Half a fortnight. Four score and seven years ago. <laughs> <laughs> so this week we're not we're not going to talk about a game of the week because um the between the four of us our viewing habits have been Blackluster. Uh I don't know about you guys, but I had shit to do. <laughs> I've been watching baseball. Well, well It's not well. even the season yet, Tim. <laughs> the World Baseball Classics going on. I think we need, wait a minute, wait a minute. We just, we glossed over the idea that, that Jeff doesn't think that we have shit to do. He had shit to do. He didn't know about the rest of us. I had a very explicit excuse in this case. Okay. I don't know what you were up to. Maybe you had good reasons. Maybe you just didn't feel like watching hockey. It happens. I'm not going to judge. Jeff does not care about what's going on in our lives, guys. That's all I heard. That's him. (laughs) You guys are assholes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not such harsh language from a Canadian. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. I thought that they were all friendly and they didn't say harsh words. Yeah, no, I was busy. I had things to do too. The toupee tail over the over the uh, camera there. Yep. <laughs> so we're not- she's just in the show in a while, actually. Last couple times she's been, uh, you know, off taking a nap. Tuka, I, I said something about not making background noises. Can you stop? Yeah, I'll pull her collar. Okay, she's biting me while I'm trying to take her collar. There we go. <laughs> she swiped at you. That was my collar. What are you doing? <laughs> Take my collar off. I got used to this shit. Now you're taking it off? God damn it. <laughs> and I was talking to her. I was not talking to you, but fine. Well, she, she was not really in a position to make the bell stop ringing, apart from just, like, sitting still. And I don't think she was going to do that. Marlo right. does that too when I try to take his collar off. He's like, what are you doing? No. And he like snips at you. Incidentally, she'll also bite me when I try to put it back on her. Oh, See, Marlo doesn't if I put it back on him. Except if I have it, if I have put his leash on and then take the collar off with the leash still connected, he won't try to bite you. So, so for some reason, the leash makes all the difference in the world. All right. We're going to get back to hockey now. <laughs> We've got ten minutes. <laughs> We quoted the Red Wings. That was yep. cool. 
So yeah, we lost the Red Wings. We lost to the Senators. That's not that cool. Was, that was less cool. Yeah. yeah. No. And uh, we, uh, you know, we beat the, the the Flyers in a game that, well, really, it was just a shitty game. But uh, Drew Stafford, everyone. I, I was actually listening. Stafford's at a point per game since we picked him up. He's uh, two goals, two assists. So, uh, and he only cost a sixth. Sweet, yes. Uh, I was listening to um, Puck Soup this week. It was actually last week's episode I was listening to, but uh, they actually did not say anything negative about the Drew Stra- Stafford trade. Well, because there's really nothing that could be said negatively about it. I know, but Wyshynski will still shoot shit on the Bruins because he can. You know, I think you're being less fair to wish than he deserves there, but I understand where you're coming from. <laughs> Anytime I've listened, it's just like shit on the Bruins. It really is. Well, because but- it's hanging fruit. I mean, you know, he... He, he, he retweets certain individuals who haven't the faintest fucking idea what they're talking about and also do nothing but shit on the Bruins. Well, anyway, let me get back to the other point I was going to say was that not only did they not shit on them, they they tended to be okay with the deal because how can you not be okay with the deal? They, they lose nothing. And Lozo... Worst case, it's a fourth, right? Lo, yeah. Yeah. And next year, Lozo said he expects Boston to be in the top four. At the end of the uh, the playoffs, and the top four, you know, being the the two Eastern Conference and the two Western, huh? In the uh, yeah. basically in the uh, the conference finals. I don't That's expect interesting that one because getting out of getting out of the Atlantic when with the Rangers being injected into it won't be easy. I know. Well, he's just saying that he, he likes their chances so much better right now, probably because of the coaching changes, all that other stuff. Well, you know, I mean, and I've seen. Um, projections that actually uh, they actually had per round um, I, this is a few weeks ago I last saw this, I don't remember what site it was from someone retweeted this weird this weird bullseye diagram that had the odds of every team making the playoffs mm-hmm. and each team that they made the playoffs their odds of making the next round and so on and um, Boston had a, you know, middling odds for making the playoffs, but increasingly higher odds for every round they went in so Boston in the end had the second highest odds for winning the cup on this projection. Hmm. Basically, the idea was that if the Bruins make the playoffs, they have a pretty good shot. This is based mostly on combination of, of fancy stats and room for growth and so forth. So Jeff's just not surprised by this. I'm completely surprised by this. I mean, I, every time I saw these, I thought that, I thought that was a little that was a little optimistic. But, you know, Cool. I'm, I'm more than happy to to, to to ride that to ride that train off into the sunset. I think our general lack of enthusiasm today is going to be a problem. But okay, I was just shocked by it because I'm not used to them saying anything good about the Bruins. They usually talk about a bunch of shit in a lot of way too much Star Wars stuff. There's and not just there's not really such a thing as too much Star Wars stuff. Just you know maybe a little bit excess. Still never seen them. <laughs> oh, man, Tim. <laughs> yeah, I don't get it. But anyway, for a hockey podcast, there could be too much Star Wars. There really can be. Uh, and we're not going to get into that that habit here. So, all right. So, basically, uh, what else I do just, we want to talk about? I, I just would like to state, for as much as people make fun of Sweeney and the moves that he's made, at least we're not the fucking Red Wings. Yeah. Like, they are they're, shit. Like, they went from being contenders to shit really quick. And here's the thing about them, too, is... Uh, because of LTIR stuff right now, they're, they are have a, a cap hit projected five point three seven three point um, not nine sixty three over the salary cap, which means that any rookies they have there are going to have major bonus rollovers. So you know, like any bonuses that Larkin hits or um, or um, uh, Athanasiu. Did I say that right? Athanasiu. I was close. Yeah. I'm so happy to see you. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's, yeah. Um, and and a few others, right? So they have you know four guys currently on on the roster at the moment as of today that are on ELCs. Oh, plus oh a pile of defensemen, uh, young defensemen too. So yeah, they're going to have some serious issues going forward because they have a lot of long contracts and they have a 13 million dollar third line. What? Yeah, yeah. Um, in uh, in Nielsen, Advocator, and uh, Helm. <laughs> Those are all long, awful contracts. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. And they're all 30 or more. Well, uh, 
isn't that the problem that that the Bruins got into with Capjail when uh, basically Aginla had such a small salary that went against the cap, but he had a bunch of bonuses. Had he won the cup, it would have been inspired and it would have been fine. Right. And became, you know, and it, things were looking good because that was a President's Trophy year. Then you know that that Hab series went all wrong. Garbage. Then chickens come home to roost from that from doing that because, given the circumstances of still having the Savard contract on the books, mm-hmm. that was inspired. Yep. Um, but we still had to pay. Plus, a bunch he, of bonuses. didn't just have him on LTIR, right? Because because uh, Kelly was, was that Kelly was that one of his broken one of the, was legs. that one of the seasons he broke a leg. Pretty much every year that I watched that he played, he broke a leg. Okay, no. <laughs> the femur was his last year under contract, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay, so okay, that year might have been the early in the year broken leg. Who was it? Dupuis? Dupuis did it or something? It was like a against. It was against Pittsburgh. Well, one of his break leg breaks was Orpic in that game. You know, that also can, was Louis' second concussion, and when Thornton did something stupid, and James Neal need need, need Marchand in the head. Yep. Yeah. That was um that fucking game. <laughs> Red Wings, they're all but out of it now. Who's in the playoffs now? Okay, let me bring up the TSN standings here. So for the Atlantic, Ottawa is currently first in the division. <laughs> uh, same number of points as Montreal, but they have a game in hand. They always have a fucking game in hand. Yeah, Ottawa always does. Yeah. So Ottawa, followed by Montreal, both of them with 84 points. Boston's in third in the Atlantic with uh, 78 points. Second wild card slot, Toronto with 76. Rangers, of course, have a lock pretty much on that second, uh, on the first wild card with 88 points, and they're going to face whoever is the poor, whichever poor schmucks make the poor decision of winning the Atlantic in the first round. So Mm. have fun with that, Ottawa or Montreal. The advantage would be for the Bruins to not win the division. The best spot to be in the division would be second because you get home ice, because you'd get home ice, um, but you'd have the softest competition that anyone in the that any qualifiers from from the Atlantic let's will will we'll meet because uh, if Toronto whoever gets that second wild card spot whether it's Toronto or the Islanders or geez right now Tampa's it, Tampa is it, is still within reach as well they're going to be stuck with the Caps. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, second or third in the Atlantic are the paths of, of least resistance to advancing in the, in the East, because every other playoff matchup is going to be fucking hell. Probably a lot of really fun hockey to watch, though. Actually, Pittsburgh-Columbus first round will be a hoot, because um, uh, they happen to have two guys on their roster that are like basically boring, boring Crosby agitators in Brandon Dubinsky and uh, Jack Johnson. One of whom is good at nothing else apart from agitating Sidney Crosby, that being Jack Johnson. Well. Yeah. Well, that was a whole lot of nothing. Let's try that one again. Uh, oh, that would help. Okay, wait a minute. Ready? What is that? <laughs> Just imagine there was this grand horn that ended this whole discussion, and I said, we have to move on to the next period. That was not an end-of-period horn. That was a bunch of people talking. <laughs> All right, so we're going to move on from... Oh, yeah, that's not what I want. We're going to move on from that. We'll talk more about playoff stuff at some other time. We're going to move into the second part, which was all the... Are we talking about all the dumb league stuff? Yeah, so last week was the the, um, uh, GM's meeting in Boca Raton. You know, where they usually talk about any possible rule changes or other just sort of general planning things. And this is, of course, the GMs, not the board of governors. So it's it's a bit, it's different, right? So, you know, I mean, you know, the usual things. They talked about the offside rule, and it sounds like they're not going to do anything to change it, even though it's fucking stupid. Fart. Exactly. Oh, yeah, it's just fine, according yeah, to Yeah, it's them. great. I love it. Yay. Oh, I did notice yesterday's game, they appear to have given the, given the refs a slightly larger tablet. Yeah. <laughs> It's like actually like a legit tablet and not the Galaxy Note 5. <laughs> oh, so it's I, the Note 7. <laughs> I love it's a oh, that Yes. <laughs> I love my Galaxy Note 5, but I also know that I can't I can't look at this and, and determine if somebody's offside. It's too small a screen for that shit. You know what they it's need great to do for a lot of other things. 
big thing is they need to make that camera angle the one that's at the at the at the um uh, blue line at the red line blue line line um the the blue the line? Colorblind line blue line yes the, the the cameras at the blue line they need to make those shots available to the broadcast teams yeah so those are the ones that are making the decisions whereas the broadcast are trying to eyeball it from whatever other random candle <laughs> camera angles we have a camera that is on the stanchion at the red line where the goal is and we're looking this way. Uh, you we're looking towards that blue line to determine if the guy's offside. You can't do that. And see, if there are in fact <laughs> blue line cameras, why don't they have? Why won't they make them available to the broadcast team to show it? Because they're spending five minutes yammering about who the fuck knows what. Because it's a secret. <laughs> yeah, but it's stupid that it's a secret. I mean, the NFL makes their goal line cameras in their little cameras for the pylon available to the broadcast. Why can't the NHL make this available to the oh, broadcast? See, they don't need to make it available for them to switch to any damn time they please. But just, you know, when just it goes to view, cut that footage, get that footage to the broadcast booth so they have something to, something meaningful to yammer about during the five minutes that it takes to make the review. That's another thing. The review's way too damn long. If you can't tell in the first two minutes, then fucking just keep it the way it is. Like, holy crap. But is there really going to be indisputable evidence that you're going to find past two minutes? No. But you can't screw Boston that way. You've got to draw it out more so the fans hate you more. Come on. Get in the spirit of the game. It came up yesterday. And um, the, the, the decision they made, you know, it was one that was the, all the camera angles available to the broadcast were, in fact, inconclusive. Now, of course, inconclusive means you wave in favor of the, go- of the call on the ice, right? But it sounded like the other camera angle, the one we didn't get to see, was conclusive. Basically, they were trying to determine if the if the blade, if the skate blade was off the ice or, or 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 above it. That camera angle would have been would have answered that because it was unobstructed. There was only one person on the entire blue line at the time. Why don't they show us that? This was uh, Philly's lone goal yesterday. I don't know. I still think that there's a conspiracy. No, I don't. I don't know. I don't know why they can't show us. You know, the general rule is if the NHL can do something wrong, they're going to do it wrong, right? Well, of course. That's how it all works. Fucking puck over in glass. Over, no, no response to that, Anthony. Okay. <laughs> I just yeah, yeah, wait a minute. You're the guy who gets really upset about the delay of game. <laughs> Anthony, sorry, Tim. I'll get back to you. I'm trying really hard to come up with like a fun acronym like I use for the NFL, calling it the No Fun League, but I can't come up with anything for that stupid edge. That's how fucking boring the NHL is. In fan no happiness league. Yeah. <laughs> no happiness league. The no happiness league. Yeah. <laughs> I hate the delay game penalty too. I hate it with a fiery passion. I don't even want to get angry about it because I hate it so much. It's not worth my anger. Notice I'm really angry. <laughs> oh. I can hear in your voice you were trying to be monotone. I could just pick it rising. It's like, okay, if this goes on a bit, he's going to start shouting, come on, come on, come on. But then I interrupted you, so uh, I, sh- I-, I fucked up. I fucking hate it! <laughs> yeah, I don't believe in trying to be calm in these situations. There are other situations where you have to be as fucking calm as you can be because diplomacy is very important. But in this podcast, I, I encourage you to yell and swear and do whatever. Diplomacy can eat my ass. I fucking hate the delay of game penalty. Now, see, I really wish he wouldn't have said it that way, because I don't want to think about anybody eating anybody's ass. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Poor Tim. 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 Yeah. (laughs) Tim, you had a point about five hours ago. Would you like to um, go back to it? just want them to get rid of replay altogether. I really think it's stupid. It doesn't do anything for the game at all. It just pisses people off. It's just one of the few things that I wish that they would get rid of, along with the fucking loser point. So the other big things they talked about were the Olympics and the expansion draft. With the Olympics, there's no official movement, but uh, Batman's saying things that sound like there will be no um, NHLers at, at Pyeongchang next year. There, there's really no advantage for them to do it. There's no monetary... I don't really think there's that strong disadvantage for them to do it either, personally. You know, it's just a matter of... It's it's not... It doesn't cost them much to, to throw that to throw the players that bone. It adds a lot of goodwill. 
considering, you know, in 2020, they're going to have another fucking CBA to negotiate, which means, you know what, maybe you have the players in, in a good mood and you have less likely end up with a fucking lockout. Of course, we're going to end up with a lockout. It's Batman. But, um... Well, no, no, I'm I'm just giving you what the common sense part of this is, is that they look at it like there's no advantage to it. But if you really want to grow the game, you play in the Olympics. Well, you, guys, well, you guys fucked up the schedule so bad this year with the World Cup of Coffee. And, like, we've had fallout, we've had burnout, we've had every kind of out. And then the bye weeks, you know, frankly, having the Olympics just makes it perfect. You just don't even need to schedule the bye weeks in because they go in during that two-week period. Right. It makes total sense to do it. And it it appeases two of the three, you know, it appeases your customers and your employees, which, you know, when you're a company selling an entertainment product, is kind of fucking important. Look, I got up at 7 o'clock in the morning on a Saturday to watch games, uh, watch the uh, USA-Russia game. In, you know, when it was in Sochi. And that was a really great game to catch. And I tried to catch all of the other hockey games that I could. You know what I mean? It's not that people won't watch these things. Yeah, your league shuts down for a couple of weeks, but we've done it before. And if you have a bye week or bye weeks in there, just do it. It's well, not a big deal. They, plus, they think they can pull out of not of 2018, but then, you know, just bounce right back in for, um, uh, tw- for, for 2020 in Beijing. That is fucking cynical. Um, All or nothing, guys. All or goddamn nothing. Wouldn't it be 2022? Yes. You said 2020. I just wanted to make sure because I'm yeah. like, I don't follow these things that closely. Yeah, so yeah, yes. But the point being is like, like that reasoning just blows my mind. And also, here's the thing about it. and Just think about if you're Hockey Canada or USA Hockey especially, how badly this fucks up your chances of meddling. mm because it basically it what it does, and you gotta no, you gotta know the Russian national team is fucking pumped about this, because that's yeah, more or less a free medal, a free gold for Russia. Because all the other real powers, all of their good players, are in the NHL. The Russia Russia brings few enough players that aren't that aren't NHLers that they um uh, that they have a good shot. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, like, you can make the case. Like, for Sweden, like, even Sweden and Finland, very few of their players are NHLers, especially yeah. Sweden, lesser degree Finland. Same with Switzerland, with the Swiss and the Czechs. This is Russia. You're, it's handing a gold medal to Russia, and you got to know these the national organizations are fucking pissed about that. I could say something about politics here, and I've just decided I don't want just to do just that. Keep, just keep it purely Olympic. Just keep it purely <laughs> Olympic. It's 1980 all over again. The bottom line is, is, is next year, and probably more so 2022, uh, USA Hockey will probably be able to field some of the strongest teams they've ever had. And um, not being basic, are going to likely be denied that opportunity. So you got to figure, if you're, guys, if you're running USA Hockey, this has to have you super fucking pissed. So let me ask you this, though. So the Olympics being next year, for and I'm just going to use McAvoy as an example here. He's been good enough to play on all the junior national teams. If he's assuming he's good enough to crack an Olympic squad, do you sign at the end of the season? Here's the thing. So if he sign, yeah, that's a good question. I thought about that because I saw something that talked about players. Oh, they're good. They'll make the team even if NHLers don't go. But I'm like, well, it listed, you know, it listed McAvoy and Bjork, both of whom have a pretty good chance of being on the NHL squad next fall. Yeah. And therefore, presumably wouldn't be available. Also mentioned Trent Frederick. Okay, he's not going to be signed yet, so that's cool. Good for him. What about prospects that are, um, say, with the in the AHL? I don't know how that'll work because they're they're not on the NHL teams, so may that may be a purely decision of the teams to let them go. And I imagine management and ownership are more willing to let AHL prospects go than NHLers because it doesn't affect their real on ice product. So that's like the only hope that like Canada has. Like U.S. has prob- has older ha- has generally slightly older players that can pull out of the NCAA. Canada is going to be fielding their fucking World Juniors team, and they're going to get goddamn run over. Like it's going to make for some really unspeakably awful like, Olympic hockey in, 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 in Pyeongchang. Oh yeah. Basically, the NHL owners the only people that gain from this gain at all from this decision. The, inter- the national organizations, IAHF, IOC, all of them are going to suffer badly because of this. So in conclusion. No happiness. I'd say fuck Gary Bettman, but really Bettman's just the mouthpiece of the uh, of, of his thirty-one bosses. So, you know, fuck Jeremy Jacobs and all of his minions. Really, it all comes back to fuck Jeremy Jacobs, right? Jeremy yep. Yep. 
fucking jerk. Now, the other thing that came up Boca Raton was um, the matter of the expansion draft. Apparently, Batman uh, put it out there, basically, that uh, there's apparently a feeling among the GMs that they don't want their protection lists publicized. Too fucking bad. <laughs> yeah, like, seriously, that's... And then, that's fucking bullshit. Basically, it's like, what's the goddamn point? So people are going to have no idea what players are even possible... Uh, possible? Um, uh, possibly going to be on that on that team? Um, uh, until they announce the until they announce the draftees, and their reasons make no goddamn sense too. It's like, oh, we want to protect relationships with players. No, fuck you. A player that you haven't, I mean, yeah, a player that you exposed but didn't know about it is going to be is going to suddenly find out. Oh, by the way, you play for Las Vegas now, brother. I guess yes, that's fine. You haven't you haven't spoiled your your um, uh, relationship with them. But how many players do you really care that much about the team relationship with them are likely to be exposed anyway? Not a lot of teams are are on track to expose players that they would otherwise, you know, are otherwise must keeps. Most exposable players know it's coming. Yeah. Because they know they're essential or not to their team. And it was so much talk, especially at the deadline, of this team is doing this simply to protect from expansion. Like, Anaheim had so much talk about not moving any of their young defenders. So they're now, oh, now they're in a worrisome for expansion. Tampa did a great job moving blah, blah, blah for blah, blah, blah. They're in good shape for expansion-wise. And now, like, who the fuck's going? And you, never mind. We gotta, let's let the GMs be safe. Let's not let them get their feelings hurt. <laughs> I yeah. feel so bad for the GMs. Uh, so it's, about so not open, it's about not protecting them from, from, from criticism. And you know what? Why? No, just, just these guys, these guys are fucking professionals. What they do, they're going to be criticized in everything they do. Think about what being Don Sweeney's like. Do you really think finding out? Oh no, he exposed Bolesky and the he, Bolesky and or Nash instead of the other one is really going to make his life any more of a pain in the ass. Like there is exactly one expansion choice that would get him undue criticism, and that would be whether to protect Colin Miller or Kevin Miller. Uh, I feel rather strongly which one I prefer there. But I could wrap my head around the bad choice. But, like, seriously, like, a lot of these guys catch so much bad press. What does it fucking matter? Yeah, because they don't even care about the bad press that's happening to them anyway. They're still going to make bad decisions. It's not affecting their job. No, we don't. We're not going to fire them. We're not going to fire them. Nothing that we can say as fans or, uh, or writers can say is going to affect what's going to happen to their jobs. Nope. So. I mean, how long was Nanas a, a GM in Toronto? And he made terrible decisions. Well, Nanas wasn't GM that long, remember, because he only was there for, like, two years after Burke got fired. Yep. But, like, you know, Joe Sackick is still, is still a GM. Garth fucking Snow is still a GM. And I've heard nothing but fire Garth Snow from Islanders fans. Well, if Islanders want to fire everybody. I mean, they have every right to, but they have every right to go that way. I thought they were having a little bit of a resurgence, though. Yeah, I, they they are, and also like us under interim coach in this case, uh, Doug Waite. Um, but you know, I mean, like they need some meaningful success because uh, John Tavares is uh, a year away from going uh, UFA, and he's young and could make some serious bank if he chose to walk. Now I don't believe he will. Just like I never believed Stamkos was actually leaving the leaving Tampa yeah. last. I never believed that for a minute. Yeah, but he hasn't been available to them at all this year. So. Well, that's yes. He went and got broken. That's that's different, though. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm just saying. I don't think that you're getting the same Stamkos. I don't think he hasn't been the same, same Stamkos since that, that that awful, awful leg break against the Bruins on um uh, on, on Martin Luther King Day a couple years ago. Yeah, the one that was just, that made me almost almost throw up to watch in slow motion because you could actually see his leg bend in places. Like substantially in places where it's not supposed to bend. Um, yeah. So Jeff, bend it, the knee. <laughs> Jeff wants this. to make everybody else puke, or go and look it up and puke. I didn't send you a link, did I? No. But yeah, like no. John Tavares is only only one more year at five point five, and he's only twenty six right now. If he chooses to leave the Islanders, there's a lot of teams that will throw a lot of money at him. Yeah, the, the Islanders is more than just money. They need to prove that they, they that that he should be there. So. I can see why Islanders fans want Snow to go because Snow's made some strange decisions that, yes, if I was John Tavares, I would look at this as like, okay, well, what the hell is going to happen here? High extension for Cal Clutterbuck. AC <laughs> Zekas and, and, frankly, the boy Chuck contract, which, you know, love Johnny. Not a good contract at all. <laughs> why do I care about the contract? It's on another team. <laughs> well, my I point. think it's a great deal. <laughs> <laughs> Go, Johnny, get your money. I mean, 
It would have been wonderful to think that he would come back in some capacity, but he wasn't going to make that kind of money. And I don't know. I'm not going to begrudge him. I'm not going to say that his deal was shitty because he's he got he got paid. He did. He got, else. he got paid. And you know what? He was under he was underpaid before that. And he would have gotten paid probably not six million a year had um had the side and contract not happened. Yep, it's a good deal for Johnny. It's not a good deal for the Islanders. Correct. All right. Good for him. I'm happy he's making coin. But yeah. So anyway, this is all seems to be all about protecting the freaking GMs. And you know what? Fuck the GMs. They knew what they're getting themselves into when they took these jobs. Yep. I don't feel bad for him. I don't care. I don't care when I say bad things about Sweeney either. So, and I'm sure that he doesn't really care. And that that account is a parody account. Just, just to let people know. <laughs> Based on some of the awful things people tweet to him, there are people out there that don't know. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> but pretty much everybody knew it was a parody account the minute it came out. Because um, that would expose the GM to having their feelings hurt. Their feefees hurt. <laughs> I would have, but I, yeah, but I would have nothing but respect for a GM that had or had their real Twitter account and engaged like that. Now, granted, they'd have no time to actually do their own job, but uh, you know. Yeah, yeah. All right, so that's the end of our second period. We'll talk about Krejci next week. Okay. You know, you can see if he carries his he keeps his role going on. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to get I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves here because, you know, while we tend to give players a little bit of a bump when we talk about them. See Brad Marshand. Um, <laughs> Brad is great. Brad is great. I should have introduced this as Bradley on topic, but anyway, yeah, well, we can dedicate a period of time for him next week. All right, we've got a full twenty minutes here. I just started it, which and the this the bare necessities and whatever will take up a part of that. Is there any little thing that you want to talk about really briefly? Like anybody have a point, a bone to pick? I don't know, something. Austin Zarnick and Jimmy Hayes both played under six minutes yesterday. What? Yes. I can give you some numbers. I mean, one of them, whatever, but... What? Austin Zarnick played five minutes and 35 seconds. Jimmy Hayes played five minutes and 19 seconds. There yeah. No other player played under 10. The next lowest was Dominic Moore at 11.05. Hmm. So That's... what I want to know is why fi- I understand. Okay, sir, back up. I understand Tim Schaller and, and Ryan Spooner are hurt, but why? Yeah, why bother? Like, okay, yes, Jimmy Hayes is awful, but like, you're never gonna, you know, and you're never gonna get Zarnick to impress anyone with that. I saw people complaining about Spooner about how little five on five time he was playing. Zarnick played less time overall than Spooner's been playing five on five most games. Yeah, uh, I don't get it because um, I-, I heard that the Cassidy. Shortened the bench yesterday. Oh, did he ever? He only, um, they, they each only had 10 shifts. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> I, look, I didn't get to see the game. I had to go to a wedding. You uh, know? Yes. And there were no TV screens there. And I had to secretly play Pokemon Go, okay? So that's that's all I could do. Anyway, I don't know why he shortened the bench. I, um, You know, I, I heard that Carlo had like 14 minutes, which is his low... Bob Beers announced that on the radio. He still, and, more, he still played more than Colin Miller did, though. Well, yeah. So I don't understand why Cassidy's doing this, especially since last week he seemed to be pretty excited that Zarnik was coming back up because he and Petrano had good chemistry and he's coached both of them and blah, blah, blah. I don't get it. I don't know. You know, we're still, we're not really in the honeymoon period with Cassidy anymore, but we're still testing it out. So I think it requires further examination to see what he does. This week, yeah, it's, it's interesting because again, that that time on ice is just weird. You basically he, didn't play two thirds of the third line. I think he just felt they weren't doing anything, and he wanted to win. That's as good a guess. It's fair. But we it, run the risk of running other players into the ground, right? You know, Chara at you know thirty nine played twenty six minutes. I'm pretty I, sure Carlo and, and Carlo and Chiller, Car, Carlo and Chiller could have played a bit more than twelve and fourteen minutes respectively. This could be your project for the next week. You can examine time on ice and come back with a report next week. And Timmy will finish his don't do things at games. And Anthony will give you some other thing to do. and Or you some can homework. rant about something. Yeah, yeah. I'll have plenty of homework myself. Anyway, I do look at that and figure it's like we're going to see Peter Solarik back in now. Because one of those guys is clearly not going to be played again in the near future. Probably Hayes because Solarik is, you know, a winger. Yeah. All right. Anthony, Tim, you got something? The only thing I have is it goes back to the whole 
Columbus Pittsburgh potential series. Every time I hear the name Brandon Dubinsky, I think of Levinsky's, which is a store in Maine, and it makes me laugh. <laughs> all i've got (laughs) 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 laughing is important (laughs) especially and with the no happiness league they're trying to push on us right now laughter's all we got (laughs) oh sorry again from yesterday was um uh, from uh columbus buffalo a tiff there was some felino on felino violence and some some brotherly love there um um, um, yeah and dad laughed about it dad was watching he was (laughs) 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 yeah i saw the uh the gif who was it? It was a Blackburn who was like, "Go to your rooms." No, stop. It was, it was uh, my regular. Face, um, my regular. When you and your brother fought, when you and your bro fought, fight over the video game controller, I think was one of them, was one caption I saw for it. Yeah, I thought it was really fun. I enjoyed that. I like seeing Felino on Felino violence. I don't know if you can call that violence. It was just brotherly fighting. <sighs> okay, Tim. People can't hear that, Tim. I don't really. Is Tim much. shrugging? I I have a lot of bones to pick with the NHL, but it's not going to change anything, so, yeah. It's too bad we can't have a Festivus episode right now. Yeah. We should do that seriously. for next next time. Next, Not next time, but, you know. You know what I mean. Um, I just don't... I don't want to watch any of the... Well, I want to want to... I hate that they have to go somewhere else to play games. <laughs> Sometimes I just want them to stay... In the Eastern Time Zone. That's it. You know, that was a good thing about the lockout shortened season. Regular season was only Eastern Conference games. That's what I grew up on. I mean, that's what I watched. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought it was always like that. And I was like, well, it's a little bit different, but okay, sure. I mean, there's a whole... I didn't, didn't bother to really know any of the other teams or the names of the other teams because I didn't think I'd have to encounter them. <laughs> <laughs> and then they went to the final, those jackasses. Ugh. Anyway, so then I had to learn a whole new <laughs> league of teams. <laughs> Still, if you ask me to name every team, I usually forget, even though the Devils are, are, are Eastern Conference, I usually forget the Devils and the Rangers. Oh, no, actually, the Rangers are like the last of the original six that I get. I'll forget the Canucks. And the Ducks. I'll, I'll forget random teams all the time. But, yeah. So, uh, that was a really fun little interlude there. I'm sorry. I just, I don't know. This week I'm a little bit scattered. So, whatever. Why don't we get into... Uh, alright, alright, fine. By popular demand, it's sexy schedule talk. <laughs> Easy for you to say. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> This is when we go low and slow. It's time for sexy schedule reading. Oh, yeah. Come on, Jeff. I'm well, for it. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This week, Bruins got themselves going late. That's right, folks. It's the Western Canada road trip. Starts off Tuesday at 10 p.m. Eastern in Vancouver against the Canucks. Oh, you just know that that game's just going to light a fire in your downtown. (laughs) Go on. From there, on Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern, well, that game's going to be right hot going to be against the Flames in Calgary and turn right around and grease ourselves up for a game against Milan Lucic and the Oilers in Edmonton at the same time on Thursday. So that's quite right, folks. It's late nights, some hot times. Get your drinking pants on, people. (laughs) Or off. Your call. I know what my goal for the week is. <laughs> okay. Fun times at VA's house. <laughs> or <the> VA family. <laughs> two minutes. Two minutes for holding the stick. 
<laughs> no, I think I should get some more time for that. <laughs> I think I need to. I need a, I need a, a, a match or game misconduct for that. Anyway, um, yes. Okay, so that was the schedule. <laughs> I enjoyed doing that. <laughs> well, you know, if you're ever going to talk really hot talk about the Oilers, you might as well add in some lube. Um, anyway. Let's get oiled up. <laughs> what are your bare necessities this week? I think I already talked about mine. So, um... <laughs> 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 I'd like to go first on the bare necessities because I have a, a horrible thing to get off my chest about it. Okay. As as some people will see on our Twitter line, Narragansett liked a bunch of our tweets today. We had a few mentions of them, so serious props to Narragansett for for liking our liking our stuff there. I don't have any coffee milk stout. My name's Anthony. I haven't bought any all year. And I feel great shame for that. I don't even know who you are anymore. I'm hopefully going to get some on Wednesday, but it's not looking good. You did drink Varsteiner Dunkel, and then you basically um, were a jerk about it by teasing me with it. I told you to come have some. It's winter. I'm not going to your house in winter. It's too far. But it's your favorite beer. This is true, but yeah. I'm from Rhode Island, and 45 minutes is a long trip. And yours not, is what? He's not wrong. You got to pack lunch if you're going more than 20. <laughs> <laughs> I could have met you somewhere. You could have met. It would have felt really illicit. It would have been great. I got your beer. <laughs> it's just, it's just in some random parking lot behind a warehouse. <laughs> no, actually, I... flies at midnight. Yes. Okay. <laughs> You're not a jerk, Anthony. I understand. I'm glad that you enjoyed that beer. But yes, I did enjoy it. get some coffee milk stout. But for for now, and for zero games this week because I can't stay up past nine thirty. I'm drinking. Um, it's called the Brewing Company is the Shed. They're out of Vermont, and I'm drinking their Mountain Ale. It's a it's a brown ale. 7.4%, which is a lot for me. The last time I had this beer, I went to Buffalo Wild Wings, drank the equivalent of five in an hour. Oh, my. So it does the job. How does it's it delicious. taste? Okay. It's, it, it, it tastes delicious, is what it, it tastes is. Like. So what you're saying is it'll get you drunk? <laughs> yes. Yes, it will. <laughs> it's got a nice, simple label, too. Mm. Oh, yeah. Because the listeners can see this label. They hired a very um, uh, reasonable uh, graphic designer there. Very nice. Yeah. Tim or Jeff? Okay. Um, so with all these, you know, late starts because I, you know, live on this bullshit called Atlantic time, I'm not going to be seeing those games because I have, you know, like work the next day. So fucking West Coast. But right now for the podcast, I've been drinking um, something fairly new in Nova Scotia here. This is what's called. It's called a Tide House, like a motorcycle ale. It's a black ale. It's all right. Very malty, but light drinking. I dig it. Had a growler of it that's uh, got maybe one glass, one pint left in it. So, uh, yay. Yeah, it's all right. It's good. It's like not, that's not a beer that makes me excited, but I'm enjoying it. Hmm. Excellent. Yes. I'm not sure I really like the black lagers and ales and stuff. I didn't like the, what that one did to me. Was... Black lagers and IPAs I've had are weird. Particularly black IPAs, although I had one that actually IPA while also be tasting like it should be a dark beer rather than just a random dark IPA. This is fine, though, because it's just a black ale, so there's a lot of room to play with. Mm. Ale opens up some options. Painting yourself into a corner with a black lager or a black IPA is a really hard thing to pull off because you really are pulling off um, uh, diametric ideas here. or trying to. I think that something invaded me when I drank it. I mean, it was a... You know, Lovecraft-themed beer, right? Yep, yep, yep. So that makes perfect sense. But we want Narragansett to sponsor us, so it was awesome. Drink Gansett. 
Well, good. I'm glad you... But that growler's not going to last that much longer, right? No, the growler's probably not going to make it out of tonight. There's only one glass left in it. I, I bought it yesterday, so if I let it go longer, it's going to be flat. You know, you know. The problem with growlers. I also am going to try not to drink during the week this week, because uh, I drank a lot in Toronto. <laughs> <laughs> Infiltrating the miners. <laughs> <laughs> Were you driving a panel van by chance? <laughs> no. <laughs> I, for the first time in weeks, did not have Novocaine injected into my gums. I had, I did not have to take ibuprofen. Well, yesterday I did because I had a headache. But I didn't have to take it because I had sore teeth and things that felt like my skull was going to come apart. Well, other than that headache yesterday. So... I can actually drink again. It's amazing. But I doubt that I'll really drink this this week because, I don't know. I mean, I, I had a bunch of drinks yesterday and that was fine. And I kind of like not drinking right now. Although I did say something about wanting to drink today, but I got drink shamed. Really? I saw was awe for the, for the selection you had. What was that? Oh, okay. Well, all for the selection you had. I mean, Gansett was impressed. Yeah, you could have drank a coffee milk stout and rubbed it in my face. This is true. You could have. I should have. But I'm I'm very nice. I I actually drank this this oh this uh Fanta Big Blue. Oh, it's called Berry. Oh, I thought it was Tropical Punch. No wonder why I actually liked it because it was <laughs> berry flavored. <laughs> I didn't even know what it was. I called it Big Blue. Which is basically the drinks that we made in high school with Blue Curacao. Not a Blue Hitler. Oh, Blue Hitler? Blue Hitler. <laughs> Not a Blue Hitler. Oh, God, no. <laughs> First of all, I can't drink the Blue Hitler. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> because it's garnished with a scallop and... Um, shrimp. With a bacon wrap oh, scallop. Oh, it was, oh, yeah, it was shrimp and, shrimp. and bacon. Yeah, it was uh, bacon... Ba- Bacon-wrapped glass with shrimp. <laughs> okay, wait, wait a minute. What was that? Bacon-wrapped scallop would make the most sense with the garnish. Do you know that there are some restaurants I don't go into, like seafood restaurants I don't go into, because I'm, I'm convinced that they take scallops and wipe the rims of all the glasses with them? You would not like George's Seafood Diner in Plymouth, then? No, I don't go to seafood places, because, you know, I don't... I feel like that may be um, a... health code violation. paranoia. On your part. You have your throat closed up because of a shellfish allergy. And then you tell me about it. <laughs> Actually, it didn't close up. It got really itchy. I'd, I'd just be right swollen. upset about the, the shellfish allergy, to be perfectly honest, because I'm rather fond of, of, of shellfish. So that would make me cry. Yeah, yeah. So so anyway, no, it was not a blue Hitler. It was a blue um, berry Fanta. It wasn't really that bad. I don't think I'll buy it again. It wasn't that bad. A little sweet. Tim. Tim. Yeah, um, I'm kind of almost over my cold thing. So, I don't know what I'm going to be drinking. It'll probably be some mix of whiskey and ginger ale, just because when I don't know what to drink, that's what you I drink. Black velvet, or you mean a little, are you classing it up? No, probably not the black velvet. I'll class it up a little bit more than that. Ooh. Oh, it's CC. Okay. <laughs> well... <laughs> <laughs> CC Canadian Club. Oh, <laughs> is that really classing it up though? More or so than just moving velvet. laterally on the on the whiskey scale. Have you no, seen? No, I assure it's it's it's, it's ladder climbing relative to black velvet. Yeah, I think <laughs> it probably is. It sounds classier. <laughs> I mean, black velvet is pretty classy. I would wear a black velvet suit, but black velvet itself is pretty classy. Everybody should have a black velvet tuxedo. You know why? Because it feels really nice. Girls like that. Exactly. Exactly. It feels great. But no, I won't be drinking black velvet. It'll just be... I don't know what the whiskey gods will tell me. I just know it won't be black velvet. Just whatever, the, whatever the liquor store speaks to you when you walk in, right? Yeah, exactly. Walk down the whiskey aisle, just, just eyes closed, just... Get, pull up my whiskey finder app. <laughs> oh my god, it would be so fun. I like to pick things at random every once in a while. And spin people to, around to do that. That would be fun. 
We probably shouldn't spin people. In Just have him do bat up. spins and send him down the whiskey aisle, whatever he doesn't break on the way through. <laughs> <laughs> I think we talked about this before. <laughs> yeah. For the bottle he breaks the most of, they have to buy one. <laughs> so whichever one he knocks the entire display of, we have to hope they have one more in the back room. Yeah. <laughs> so how do we handle him to be sending down an aisle where everything's in plastic in, in plastic bottles, though? That'd be a good idea. Yeah, the caps really can still great. break. Yeah. True. <laughs> Whichever amount that you knock the most of off off the uh, shelves, that's the one you get. You know, Tim, I want to recommend a recipe for you. <laughs> it's called Bailey's. <laughs> <laughs> it's super complicated. Has anyone tried it? Has anyone tried to even make it? Because I don't think you can. Um, I'm gonna try it on St. Patrick's Day. I, I don't have I don't have the supplies. You know. <sighs> What are you missing? The ice. <laughs> <laughs> the glass, to be honest. <laughs> Good look at that coffee mug, but... Uh... <laughs> it, will work. it will work in a pinch. It's like substituting butter for olive oil. That won't always work, though. <laughs> you know what? Actually, surprisingly enough, um, I've made cakes with olive oil because I haven't had butter if you have enough, uh, if you have things that are strong enough flavored, you you can't even tell it's olive oil. That is what you learned today. There. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, okay. So Tim is classing it up. Some people may or may not try the old family recipe of Bailey's this week. Jeff, you should really consider getting a glass or ice or whatever it is. And <laughs> as he pulls a glass out, smart ass. <laughs> <laughs> Freezer's very small. It's hard for me to have ice while still having food things in there. It's a problem. Oh my god, so I was actually right? <laughs> I mean, at the moment, I might not have ice. The ice trays in there might be actually empty, and the other one is currently sitting on, on the counter. So, yeah, I might not have ice right now, yes. Well, you could just take an ice cube tray, um, fill it with water, and put it outside. Actually, yes, tonight that would work. Um, put Put some plastic over it so that things don't get in it. Unless you like some crispy and chunky ice with, you know, like with meat in it or something. There, wait a minute, there are no insects. Okay, never mind. I don't know what it, I'm saying. It is March in Canada. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking about flies and spiders. They have a propensity to get stuck in things like that. We don't want those. No, I, um, no. Yeah, okay. I don't think it would be a, an issue because it's like currently like minus 12 or something like that. Um, right. Right. So, you know what I'm going to do? I'm minus, going to, oh, oh, only, mi- only minus nine. <laughs> I, I, I'm just going to move on now um, and not talk about ice cubes. Riveting podcasting. Be <laughs> yeah, next week, we're just going to talk about ice cubes for, for 60 minutes. Okay. So, this week, uh, let's talk about this week in Twitter. We had, wow, we tweeted at each other a lot. And we had a major discussion about Narragansett. And how organized my refrigerator is. And how and, terrifying my refrigerator is. And how we feel guilty when foodstuffs go bad. Uh, it's judging us, people. The spinach is judging me for letting it spoil. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't think highly of me. <laughs> you are a bad spinach buyer. Bad. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see. We heard from Jean Catherine. Nick's not here, so I don't have to tell him to shut up because he's going to say something offensive. And anyway, she told us, God, there's like a lot of stuff that happened this week. Uh, She was telling us some movies that Nick should see, like Happy Gilmore, Saving Silverman, So I Married an Axe Murderer, Wedding Singer, and she said she'll come up with more later. So even though Nick does all these bad things to her, she still is willing to tweet movies to him. I think we should make Nick feel bad. Uh, yeah. Nick, okay. you are bad and should feel bad. Shame. <laughs> All right. So you can find us on SoundCloud, uh, iTunes, Stitcher. Go ahead, somebody. Google Play. Google Play. Tweet at us on Twitter at Barely on Topic. You can find us on Facebook. Same thing. Barely on Topic. I think it might be Barely on Topic podcast. I don't know what it is. It's, you can find us if you want to. But I don't think you want to. Well, if you wanted else? to, you found us by now. Yeah. Yeah, we are barely on topic podcast on Facebook. But serious question: Does anyone even uh, use Facebook anymore? <laughs> like, I'm never on it. I'm surprised if that anyone is. 
I do. Uh, I do more than I had been lately. If that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, but not think, as much. Uh, I think I think you know? the youth mostly use the the old uh, the old Instagram these days. So. Yeah, it's just so weird to me because I can't. I don't really use it as a social thing so much. I mean, I'll respond if somebody comments, but you know, it's mostly like I took pictures of shit and I'm going to share them with you. That's basically. You're gonna share pictures of your shit? That's not very nice. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot. I, I thought I was Nick. <laughs> uh, no, I took pictures of things. So therefore, go look at them. That's that's what I thought it was. Anyway. Yeah. So have I got all the stuff down? Does anybody care? Tim, take us out. Work.